two times my nursing career, I can remember honestly having just an absolute horrible day. Now there's been often times where I would call my mom or whomever I would talk to on my way home from work and I would kind of decompress and unload and talk about the horrible things that happened at work because in the realistic world, especially as being an ICU nurse and a neuro ICU nurse at that, days are really bad. And days aren't always bad for me, but there's a lot of burden and emotion that comes with pouring all of you into someone for 12 hours, and sometimes it's just not enough. Two patients in particular I want to share with you, without violating HIPAA, of course. The first patient I had in the neuro ICU, and this patient started to become septic. And what happens whenever you become septic is your body and your organs just, they start shutting down. Your heart rate gets faster. Of course, you will spike fevers. Then your blood pressure starts to go down to very dangerous levels. So you have to get on continuous infusions to help keep that blood pressure up. There are a lot of interventions that happen. So this patient in particular, flagged a code sepsis at the beginning of my shift for whatever reason. The patient, just as I said, started to deteriorate and we ended up having to put in an emergent central line. We went down for head scans because neuro, any change, we're going to check the head. The patient got intubated. The patient is now receiving boatloads of fast infusions um, and then starting other continuous infusions to help keep the blood pressure up, starting antibiotics, putting this patient on a cooling blanket, which you just wrap them in this uh, blanket of sorts and you turn on cold water that goes into it and it just makes them very cold to help break that fever. I was a relatively new nurse. I had only been a nurse maybe for a year and a half. So these things were still new to me in a sense. They weren't second nature. And the things that I did as fast as I tried to do them, they just weren't as quick as if it's something that you are highly accustomed to. And I remember this x-ray tech that came around about four o'clock in the morning to put the board behind my patient to check and make sure that the breathing tube that is now breathing for my patient is in the correct place. That's pretty standard protocol. And he looked at me and I, I really like this guy a lot. And he said, it looks like uh, you've had a, a really bad night. And I said, oh boy, I have. I have been going nonstop for the last nine hours. And he goes, oh yeah? And I said, yeah, Whew. you know, we've done all of this stuff. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming. I haven't even seen my other patient in like two hours. And he said, man, yeah, that does sound like a rough night. But who's had a worse night? You were the patient. And while he meant that with love and while he meant that with respect, I stopped and I thought for a second, you know what? I did, I did have a really bad night, but my bad night at work will never be as bad as this person who is barely hanging on to life.
that was a really bad day. But it was such a worse day for my patient. And I've hung on to that now for the last eight years. So that any time that the day is bad, I will always, always follow it up. But at least I'm on this side of the bed. At least I get to go home tonight. And that's so true. That is something that people in the healthcare profession, we need to remember. Even if we have a bad day because of a medical error, physicians, they will have a terrible day because a surgery didn't go well and the patient didn't survive. Those are really, really bad days for all of us. Really bad. Those are burdens that we carry and faces that we see a decade later. I can still see that person's face and she didn't have a bad day at my hands. But our bad days still allow us to go home, to be safe, to not suffer in the same capacity that they are suffering. The second time over my career that I had an absolute horrible day. I was on a travel assignment somewhere in the country and I had a patient who previously had encephalopathy, previously had encephalopathy. So encephalopathy will make you confused. It'll make you not act like yourself. Um, Typically, you are more lethargic, you're tired, or you're just, you don't do the right things because you're so confused and just out of it. So this patient was here because of that reason. And this patient was male. And this man belonged to me for 12 hours who had his girlfriend there at the beginning of my shift. And when I went in to see him after being told his whole history and um, being aware that he was encephalopathic and he was obtunded, he was hard to wake up. Well, I go in and he's wide awake. The girlfriend is at the bedside. She's very thankful that he's waking up now. I go through my typical orientation questions. Hi, sir, can you tell me where we are right now? And, you know, the response, I'm at the hospital. Okay, can you tell me what year it is? He does, can you tell me why you're here? And he's like, ah, gosh, I don't know. I mean, obviously I have to be sick, but I just don't remember what has happened up to this point. Great, he's really coming back around. He's able to have a conversation with me. And as I leave, the room after I finish his assessment, we have to do a head to toe assessment. And he had a a tube in his nose where he was going to receive medication because we don't know if he could swallow because he was completely out of it for X amount of time. So as I leave the room, he makes a sexual comment towards me in front of his girlfriend. And the girlfriend's giggling at bedside, oh stop. That's not ever cute. I, it's not something that I ever enjoy. It's not humorous. And I don't tolerate it. 
it's a fine line with trying to figure out how you are going to be respectful because you you have to care you are the servant of this patient to rehabilitate them and so when I asked him is there anything else that I can get you he tells me something sexual I can do to him and he it would make his day a lot brighter because his girlfriend won't uh, I'm disgusted at this point I turn around and I leave and I am just gonna go assess my other patients first before I come back around and do the medications part with this man so a little bit of time goes by I go back in there his girlfriend's gone the sexual advances continue and then I said okay um, he asked me when the tube was going to come out of his nose and I told him that it would have to be a little bit we're gonna have to do a swallow eval just to make sure we don't want you to, to choke on your medication or else you could acquire ammonia and that would cause you to stay here longer and um, we just need to protect you but it shouldn't be too much longer sometime today they're gonna to come around and do a swallow eval on you and you'll be good to go well he demanded that it come out and I told him there was no way that I would be able to give him medications if they didn't and as I was giving this patient the medications through the tube in his nose that ends in his stomach he punched me because I told him he would have to wait to get a swallow eval. I am stunned. I take a couple steps back and he pulls the tube out of his nose. And he tells me, so I throw my hands up in the air, so okay. And he tells me as I leave the room, if I come back into his effing room, he's going to kill me or any other nurse. He's tired of all of this, you know, crap. I know you can't see my air quotes, but. So I get two other nurses, the charge nurse and whoever my neighbor was that day. And they have a medication called Haldol that you can give that if there's some type of issue it should help settle them down a little bit okay well this patient is being very belligerent obviously and as my charge nurse is trying to give the Haldol he proceeds to kick me in the chest while he's yelling at me he just assaulted me twice this patient is now violent. Therefore, he gets four point restraints at this hospital. We call security. They bring up these heavy duty restraints, put them around his ankle, and we're putting them on his wrist. And this patient has hepatitis, known hepatitis. He knows it, we know it. And he tries to bite me, knowing that he would potentially give me hepatitis. I've been punched, I've been kicked, and now I have a man who has a disease 
trying to be sure that that's what I have to live with for the rest of my life as well. That was a bad day. And what makes it even worse is the manager of that hospital, of that unit, asked me not to press charges. I was much more tolerant then than what I am now. I've, I've never pressed charges on a patient, but I will not ever tolerate someone who is in their right mind laying their hands on me in a violent way or in a sexual way, it is never appropriate to assault providers. It's never appropriate to assault others, period. But that, that was a really bad day. I had a lot of anger inside of me. And if we wanna get away from just a bad day, this past year, right now is March 2021. There's light at the end of the tunnel. But this past year was a really bad year for healthcare providers in general. Now, I know there are plenty of healthcare providers that didn't have to work in the thick and have ideas that aren't based on science or evidence. But this year, hearing the things that we saw, the things that we studied, our experiences were not valid when we saw death after death, when we begged our fellow man to be kind, when we begged our fellow man to just do the bare minimum to help protect others, which in return would help our healthcare system. And then to be told again over and over and over, our lives didn't matter. We signed up for this. I I didn't sign up for war. I am thankful that I got to be a part of it. But I was terrified every day that I went to work. There were days that I would cry in the stairwell because I was so afraid that I was going to catch COVID-19. It wasn't a thought of if, but for me, it was always when. And I didn't know if I was gonna be like other 36 year olds who rebounded from it very easily and maybe never knew they had it. Or would I be like some of the 36 year olds they were hospitalized, that didn't have underlying conditions that they know of, that nine months later, they're still suffering. They're still having difficulties go back to work. I didn't know if I was going to not have the ability to work because I caught COVID for nine months. How would the bills be paid? There's only so much PTO that you have in your bank. We didn't prepare for all of this. I've had a bad year. Many healthcare providers have had an emotionally draining and horrible year.
I'm sure you've heard, but I just want to share a bit of information about something that has happened this week. A Georgia Sheriff's captain is facing backlash for controversial comments that he made after fatal shootings of eight people at an Atlanta area spas. And two Facebook posts blame that spread on COVID-19 on China. I don't know if you remember back, but a lot of people were outraged that our last administration referred to COVID-19 as the China virus, the Kung flu, the Chinese virus, and all of those things. And I believe it was the World Health Organization that warned our last president that those types of terms and phrases would actually cause a racial issue in the United States, which they weren't wrong. Robert Aaron Long, who was 21 years old, was arrested and charged on Wednesday with the shooting of these eight people. Six of those were Asian women. In a press conference after the shooting, Captain Jay Baker told reporters about the man's state of mind at the time. The captain said, quote, he was pretty much fed up and had been kind of at the end of his rope. Yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. I, I just think back to all the bad days I had, and if this young man was angry at those of Asian descent because of COVID-19. I get it. I don't, I don't understand the xenophobia because that their heritage links them back to that country. But I understand the anger and being at the end of my rope with COVID-19 because of the selfishness of this country because of the people who still didn't didn't listen to Thanksgiving regulations. And then there was a whole news article about a couple who died of COVID holding hands together in the ICU. Children had to bury their mother and their father because none of them listened or adhered to the COVID-19 guidelines and how to properly get together around Thanksgiving, which was really not at all. So I understand being at the end of my rope. I just want to put it out into the world. You're gonna have bad days. You're gonna come across a day that is the worst day of your entire life. It'll be the worst week of your entire life, the worst month of your entire life, and the worst year of your entire life. Those happen. And it's, it's always unfortunate when it does. And your feelings are valid. The anger that you may feel or the frustration or the sadness, it's always valid what you feel. But it is never acceptable 
to take your frustration and harm other people. If you get so angry that you're, you are constantly consumed with it, I want to encourage you to talk to someone about it. If financially you are at the end of your rope because you feel like things aren't being done right and that they're unfair, talk to someone about it. Mental health in the United States is not wonderful, but there are resources that you can utilize, and I encourage you to do so. Mental health is just as important as your heart health, is just as important as your gut health, your reproductive health. Your brain is an organ too, and your emotions can cause far more pain sometimes than anything physical that you can endure. I hope you have a great week. And if you need help finding those resources, reach out to me. You can get me at firstdonoharm.podcast at gmail. That's with a one. First, one ST, do no harm, dot podcast at gmail. I'm here for you. You can send me a direct message on Instagram under future doctor period Jamie. You can send me a message on Instagram under first do no harm podcast with periods between every word. I'm here to help you too. And we will find the perfect way to help you manage your bad days as well. Have a great week.